0: To the podcast that discusses storytelling from all angles to help you and us answer the call when the muse screams, Tell the dance story. We'll be exploring the challenges of being creative in fiction, illustration, comics, film, and nonfiction. Hey, 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 Alex. <laughs> Alexa, gente. Yeah, we Alex back. Simmons, ladies and gentlemen. Chris Here
1: Ryan. Christopher Ryan. The, C. Uh, Ryan.
0: C. Ryan legend. Wright. The See, Christopher Wright legend, yes. the Alex Simmons.
1: Chris Ryan Wright. Chris
0: Ryan Dunn wrote. <laughs> what did you uh, write? Chris Ryan you is written? writing and writing and writing. Yeah. I'll tell you what, since well, you asked that question, yes. uh, this is something that's come up again and again in our episodes. The monkey is mostly off my back. Finally. There's a uh, monkey that's at, off your back now. What? what yes, is- it was a riding monkey. Oh, he <laughs> yeah, to stick his finger in my ear. Um, Wet finger. Those right. of you who know Richard Pryor, that's yeah. a that's a wilder joke. Yeah. Um, I guess over the last year and a half, two years, it might have started. Pre, I think it started pre-COVID. Um, I became obsessed with the status of storytelling mm. in city of Woe, and then after January sixth um it's, it's so sad that you don't have to give any more details than january 6th um i had i became obsessed with um the storytelling and where the story is left in a simple rebellion well i am glad to tell you that um city of woe is completely redone revised professionally edited retouched professionally edited again ready to go it is called uh, abandon all hope, and it'll be the launch. It's a it can serve as a pilot for both Mallory and Gunnar and for the Hellhounds. So we'll see how that goes. Hellhounds being, uh, they are um, a team of, uh, I guess at least one of them is an FBI investigator. I don't want to say too much about the rest of them, but okay. um, they take on or they get assigned find the assignments that the fbi neither wants nor will admit to publicly and ah, those are usually, ah. um, supernatural demon possession that kind of
1: paranormal stuff, stuff huh yeah
0: and mallory and gunner are kind of like uh, law and order supernatural you know um so that's what where those two go um and a simple rebellion is in the hands of a professional editor right now and um it is now called the divine comedian ah and um the january 6th problem is solved i was i was very tough on myself but, yeah, Okay, uh it's now i i think it works we'll see what this editor says but okay. uh and and of course you know it's this is a soft toss you know but tina approves
1: (laughs) (laughs) tina being the goddess being his wife yes
0: yes i'm not allowed i'm not allowed to allowed to call her that anymore not allowed to call a goddess anymore because she doesn't like it She doesn't want that kind of um attention or heralding or that kind of stuff and um humorously i think um i looked up definitions of goddess to defend this choice now not only is it a popular nickname from some of the people who are, are not kind enough to follow us here and tell the damn story but also on my own chris ryan writes uh social media um she you know still it was, no she didn't, she didn't carry she any weight with her right didn't now. carry you know god bless respect everybody but she did not want to be uh put up on a pedestal like that god bless her so i look up the definitions to try and, you know and there's the the usual definitions of goddess you know Someone who's uh you know spiritually positive and all that sort of stuff, and then I dig a little deeper and hilariously I begin to agree not to use that nickname anymore because apparently in the domination community, oh gee, your mistress is referred to sometimes as oh. goddess, which oh. is not anything I knew. Oh. And- <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, dear, no, dear, dear, like, dear. Okay, dear. listen, uh, honey, you have a point. Yeah, yeah. If, we're, if we're you know she's strolling down that street, yeah, but you weren't the pure. You, she's, you know, she's the pure, purest heart I've ever No, no, I mean she. Been yeah, been yeah I, that. I, I find it funny. And, uh, we're going to make. Well, we're well,
1: not gonna, did you... No, listen, we're not going to make an episode of, about now no, trying to but, convince uh, Tina. But, you
0: know. But when, I, when she wanted to know why I all of a sudden stopped arguing and I explained yeah. to her 40 shades of, you know, embarrassing red. Yeah. Oh my God. God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there were no said after that.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> she threw holy water on you for like six days. Um I, I was just going to say that I, you know, knowing you guys as long as I have, which is umpteen years, um, I knew you were coming from a good place and yes. a place of respect and a place of of not only, you know, uh, love, but uh, admiration, you know, for oh, the yeah. kind of person that she is. And I get it. I, and, you know, Tina, all respect to you. I hear you. I hear you. I, I gotta, you know, just to be fully transparent in my head from time to time, I'm going to hear that. I'm going to yeah. say it in my head, but I will not say it out loud. Okay. All right, <laughs> there you go. So, um, all right, be you've been fun. saying, so you, you, you've worked on simple rebellion, which is now called a divine comedian. You've worked on uh, *City of Woe*, which is now called uh, *Everyone Pays*. Uh, no, no, it's no? now
0: called *Abandoned*. Abandon abandoned all, all
1: hope. hope. My, my, my. Oh, that's right. So you changed the title again.
0: Yes. Well, we, I mean, we went through many drafts to yeah. get it to where it is now. Abandon all hope. Um, okay. Yeah. Abandoned all hope. Okay. So
1: that's what you've been working on because we're gonna. We have what we're gonna. And short about.
0: stories. I've been very busy. And well, well, yeah, I am now the secretary of the Horror Writers Association New York Chapter. So do you sit with your legs crossed and uh, you know? Oh no, take, you take, sexist take, pig! Okay, you sexist dog! I'm going to cancel you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, good. No, I no, take not notes that. like a madman yeah. during the meetings, and then good. you know, do do up the notes. And so do I'm the very minutes. To do the minutes. Okay. More involved. Yeah.
1: So, so you and go. Carol and um, uh, James. Well, they're James, in the they right? in yeah. control. I'm just yeah. a lackey. Yes. And <laughs> 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 more than many. i know, lackey. So. So that's what you've been up to, um, and up and to I've been, um, yeah, and, and again, like I said, we're going to just quickly go through this for me, because what I want to do is get to what we really want to talk to you about today, which involves uh, a number of great writers, news. wonderful books, and the dirty deeds that are being done to them. So for me, quickly, I will say that aside from an exciting, um, fulfilling uh, end of 2021 with a number of the, uh, screenwriting students at the new york film academy and uh you know blessings to those who finished their, their their year uh and are now working on their thesis film you know go get them you you did the time you did the work on the scripts and now you're you're playing directors and i wish you nothing but the best i have a new crop of students who've just come in and i'm eager to work with them even more but they're all you know the, that first wave that first impression they're all you know coming from the heart in a good place and they're curious yeah. and they're excited about creativity and so that's been very inspiring to me. Also in December, I did something really uh, crazy, which I don't remember if I mentioned on uh, the last show where you and I were together, but uh, I felt that I wasn't creating enough, um, fiction writing. I wasn't doing enough fiction writing. I've been doing a lot of other writing, but not fiction. And so I yeah, said, I'm, right. I'm going to write a short story or flash fiction piece every month for the entire year of 2022. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, how's January, ago? January, well, I'm getting to that. Um I I came up with a title for January. This is back in December I came up with a title for January. I decided on what genre I would be dealing with predominantly throughout the year. I then went down the rabbit hole of coming with a title for every month even though I didn't have uh, even plots for every month. And and then when I finished that rabbit hole, um I started on writing January uh in January and I just on the 27th finished a rough draft of and a rough but a rough draft of that story, that short story, which is called January Justice. So I'm very, you know, I'm very pleased that I, 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 I held to my 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 promise and I made that. And of course, now I'm thinking about February, February. and I I have a plot I came up with yesterday, and I worked out some uh, details of it. So I'll
0: be working on that over the next couple of weeks. All right. So two quick questions: um, Are these all? Uh, featuring the same characters different characters different
1: characters
0: i'm challenging myself across
1: the board different characters genders the same more than likely is going to stay with the same uh genre which is mystery because that's you know fun mystery uh, fun genre for me but uh, i may change that but i'm thinking it's going to be all mystery pieces but uh, different timetables time eras and sometimes and uh, most assuredly different characters
0: so when you when you get here uh this uh, january 2023 and you have 12 new stories are uh, you going to publish them together what's your plan what's going on i i you know i made the commitment to write them i did
1: not make a commitment I to see. go anything other than any further than that i, so I, I think if I, if I make make it through which which is my plan to make it through all 12 months holding to that promise of writing a story per month. I will have probably by September, I'll have a better idea of what I'm going to do with them after that.
0: All right, stay tuned everybody. Yeah, stay, stay tuned. But, yeah. but the big headline, the big headline there is Alex Simmons is writing once again. He's telling tales. Yes, he's telling building, he's stories. contributing to the um, creative um, dialogue yes. that uh, really educates and frees and keeps minds fresh and keeps us thinking now that's what alex simmons is doing but that's not what everybody is doing
1: right and yeah that's why and we're, so we're going to talk today. about yeah today because we're going to talk about something that has been done many times in the past yeah. and here we go again the banning here of we books. go
0: again oh yeah it's not, right. happy. Yeah. It's not happy no, like no, that no no no, no.
1: c flat no anyway no here we go again yeah the banning of books and there have been a number of of books that have been jumped on uh over the years over the decades uh some of which i i just i just don't get it but the most two of the most recent was mouse and jerry craft's um new kid as well as class act but new kid in particular That's and nuts. um it's 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 disheartening for a lot of reasons um, I'm going to try and, and look at both sides as we talk about this. In other words, try to understand where folks are coming from on the other side of this coin. Uh, mm. I do not mm. in any way, shape or form a- agree with them, but this is part of the dialogue. Um, so why don't you start Chris with how you see this and how this is affecting you?
0: Well, let's look at the books that they are banning who uh, they are um sometimes a few people complaining to a school district in another case i think it was in utah it was one parent
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know um art spiegelman's uh Mao's banned in uh tennessee on the of 50th anniversary of the um freeing of auschwitz everyone in auschwitz 50th anniversary, a little uh, amazing timing mm-hmm. and uh for for people to say that's a coincidence mm, well,
1: mm-hmm. come on uh, and again um, just for the sake of it in case people don't know what auschwitz is it was a a nazi prison camp during world war ii where yeah. jews by the hundreds by the hundreds were were, were kept Uh, mistreated, uh, slaughtered, experimented on, and so forth. So,
0: yeah, there we go. Yeah, Um, Tyler, in high school, visited a bunch of Holocaust sites, including Auschwitz. And uh, he was in Mengele's laboratory there. And the guide is saying, this is particular, this lab is where he would uh, experiment on twins. And he would basically rip one apart to see what the reaction would be on the other. And Tyler is standing there as the only twin on the tour. And he hadn't brought it up because you know, he hadn't seen a connection, of course, you know. Um, and he came back and he said, I, that was the most alone I have felt in my entire life. Mm-hmm. He said, I have been with somebody since the womb. You know, and um, it that was an experience that one he'll never forget. And it definitely changed his worldview. And I think his his career trajectory is partially to help people because he saw so much of the opposite on that trip.
1: And, and I, um, just wanna, I just want to I just want to underscore that it changed his worldview and his career view, and he chose to pursue a path. To help people, just want to yeah. underline those three things. Okay, mm-hmm. go ahead.
0: Yeah, well, and and uh one of the things that um I, I'm going to read a quote from Stephen King that is very related to this. Uh, come on, where are you, bro? Stephen,
1: Stephen, come on, reporting. Steve
0: Stephen was here. Uh, I've screwed it up. Hold on a Check, check one, two, check. Um, There you are. So here's from Stephen King. Uh, When books are run out of school classrooms and libraries, I'm never much disturbed, not as a citizen, not as a writer, not even as a school teacher, which I once used to be. What I tell kids is don't get mad, get even. (laughs) Don't spend time waving signs or carrying petitions around the neighborhood. Instead, run. Don't walk to the nearest non-school library or the local bookstore and get whatever it was that they banned. Read whatever they're trying to keep out of your eyes and your brain, because that is exactly what you need to know. And I am... Really excited to uh, tie that in with news from Amazon. Um, this is through CNBC. House mm-hmm. is an Amazon bestseller after Tennessee school ban.
1: You know?
0: <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's, the, that's the right attitude towards it. But what are, you, what are you afraid of? If you're afraid of ideas, that's a problem. You know, and if you want to apply ideas just randomly, then you're really going to have to back it up. I, I had an argument uh, with my former supervisor in the English department when I, where I worked as a teacher. Um, I think it was the supervisor. but One of them said, uh, well, we're, we're thinking of getting rid of To Kill a Mockingbird. And I said, well, tell me why. You know, and she said, well, you know, we've had... Years. i'm sorry you've had what enough of white saviors ah. you know and i said but see the thing is with a white savior that character has to save right mm-hmm. the lawyer in to kill a mockingbird lost the case he didn't win the society won and and it's a teachable moment to say why was this written this written was not written uh for black people to tell them oh oppression sucks because they knew very much it was the white rednecks you know hey look this is here's a reflection of the kind of behavior you're uh um participating in Mm -hmm. you know um I think you gotta be. There's always a very interesting set of reasons why books are banned, you know, and it usually tends with it tends to be connected with fear. A lot of books featuring uh gay characters are now being ba- banned, or trans characters now being banned. What is the book doing? Is the book leaping off shelves at night and choking people? Well, you know, it's it's
1: funny because you mentioned. You mentioned *To Kill a Mockingbird*, and uh, you know there's there's the book, obviously, and then there was the film with Gregory Peck and Brock mm-hmm. Peters. And I I had seen the the film when I was very yeah, young. You were at the opening. I'm gonna hurt you later. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I had seen the film when I was younger, but um just about maybe three years ago, so it was like maybe 2019. I was as I do trolling um some of the streaming services and YouTube looking for films foreign and otherwise uh, because I you know, again I'm teaching screenwriting to young people and and to well, adults as well and from different countries so I'm looking for a variety of material yeah. and on YouTube I stumbled across a film called Intruders in the Dust and the premise was extremely similar to 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 to, to kill a mockingbird In that a black man is accused in a a small southern town, black man is accused of killing a white man and is going on trial. And there's going to be a white lawyer. And I'm thinking, wow, did, you know, intruders in the dust must have followed To Kill a Mockingbird. No, it preceded. And so I said, well, then what what generated this film? Uh, Because it was made in 1940 something. And I'm thinking, yeah, why? Why would some of the major film companies be doing a film like this at that time? And it was written by William Faulkner. The the oh. book was written a year before by William Faulkner and then made into a movie. And I watched this film, again, you know, not the same production quality as To Kill a Mockingbird. Didn't have big name stars in it. Uh, was grittier than it. And part of the reason was because it was filmed in this town in the South and used a lot of the locals. <laughs> so there's the atmosphere of the town, there's the look of the people, there's, there's just certain things that were done. And I'm thinking, this, this feels more, less polished, less, right. less glamorized and more rooted in, the, in the, 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 the true savagery of the scenario that we were dealing with, racism and all that. And I'm thinking, this is great. So I show this film uh, to some students in a cinema studies class, and one of the the students particularly identified with the film, and he's white, he was raised in that town.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. So I mean, again, what are the odds? But he was able to comment on some of the things that went on around that time, not in the time when the film was made, but in the town since then, and whether or not attitudes had shifted drastically or not and i think you know it opened for a really rich conversation between him myself and the other students who were not only from different parts of the united states but from different countries and could look at diversity or prejudice or myopic thinking and really have a genuine conversation and i you know and that leads me to the thing that i was going to say about this is that Yeah, there are stories and films and things that I don't really want to watch. I don't want to have anything to do with, uh, but I'm not going to lobby to have them removed. I am going to either not participate in any way, shape or form to support them, or I am going to make my, my point of view or make a story that I want to see available or go and read something that's more appealing to me or go see a film that's more appealing to me. And then in some cases, yeah, when I've seen those films that I think are objectionable, or I've read a book that I'm like, wow, why did they do this? At least I can then comment from a place of experience. I can say, this was my reaction to it. Or I can ask questions like you did with your supervisor. You can ask, well, why do you wanna ban this book? What is mm-hmm. it that, that's making this objectionable to you? And that generates a dialogue. And sometimes, you know, hey, it happens. We can go, oh, I hadn't thought of it that way. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, maybe I don't agree, but now I see your point.
0: Right. But when you read the article about why that Tennessee town banned uh, Mao's, and they said, well, there was, you know, there's curse words. The word yeah. damn you know oh my god yeah yeah, you know really. because cable television never curses um <laughs> yeah right well, and and there was nudity yeah. now let's just remember that um the jews in maos are depicted as mice and the nazis are depicted as cats so what so is the offensive the, thing well it, uh, we don't want to see nude cats really because everybody uh, buys, no it's actually it cats. was nude mice because oh. you know, I, if I remember the scene correctly, and please forgive me if I don't, um, I think they were going being herded into the showers. Yeah. Oh, so, OK. You know, naked. I, think I, I well, no, I think the showers and what those showers really were probably much more offensive than, you know, mouse boobs or whatever the hell that they're pretending to, uh, or, or are being upset. Obviously by. not to those who were upset
1: by the concept of naked mice.
0: Well, you know. You're you're free to do that, but I'm free to just think you're a fool, (laughs) right? I mean, you know, again, in in context to
1: what this show is is about, and what Chris and I have always sort of tried to bring forth through the various episodes and the interviews and things that we've done, is that writing and telling stories, you know, they they serve a tremendous purpose. They allow people to express themselves. They allow us to go places that we might not go physically or or to learn things we might not have ever known about. But they also allow people who might feel, for whatever reason, marginalized, to find characters in some of these stories that make them feel less alone, Mm -hmm. that make them feel like the circumstance I've just dealt with is not unique unto me. It right. it's happened to others and, and I don't feel so abandoned and so isolated because that I can identify maybe and and this character, whether it's a biography or fiction, this character made it through by doing this and this and this. Maybe I can make it. So there's 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 hope, there's awareness, there's so many other beneficial factors mm-hmm. to stories being told, and to ban them, especially on weak excuses. But to ban them, I don't know that that serves any purpose other than to put blindfolds.
0: Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, and you make a great argument for why stories should exist. You know? Um, Why you should prevent a story from being uh, available to your son or daughter? You
1: know?
0: if you're going to do that or or worse if you're going to say no son or daughter in this school district should be should ever see this thing you're going to have to have a pretty strong set of uh, uh circumstances or argument for me cuz i don't i mean splatterpunk exists right and and uh, uh body horror exists mhm Neither are particularly to my taste, so I follow my father's old ad- adage: "If you don't like the show, don't buy a ticket." Mm. You know, God bless the people who write that and the audience who enjoys that. That's your business. You know.
1: That's... Let me, let me, <laughs> let me. Uh, you you gave a quote a little while ago, and I want to quote from an article. And uh, and again, I will apologize if I don't pronounce his name correctly, but uh, it's a Pulitzer Prize-winning novelist by the name of Viet Thang Nguyen, Nguyen rather, Nguyen, his last name is Nguyen. And he wrote an article uh, which says, my young mind was disturbed by a book, it changed my life. And I'm just going to read just the first couple of paragraphs of it when i was 12 or 13 years old i was not prepared for the racism the brutality or the sexual assault in larry heineman's 1974 novel close quarters mr heineman a combat veteran of the war in vietnam wrote about a nice average american man who goes to war and becomes remorseless killer in the book's climax the protagonist and other nice average american soldiers gang rape a vietnamese prostitute they called claymore face Mm. now he goes on he goes on to say that as he mr Nguyen, being a vietnamese american teenager when he read this horrified him so much that he returned the book to the library and and basically wound up hating the book and hating mr Heinemann. he says what what i didn't do he says i didn't complain to the library petition the librarians to take the book off the shelf so okay that's one thing he said neither did his parents he said but he was so outraged that it motivated him to find better stories to read and then eventually to become a writer and he says when he decided to write uh, a book of his own he went as an adult he went back and reread Close Quarters and then realized that he had, and by the way, the book he wrote was The Sympathizer. He says, while working Mm -hmm. on it, I reread Close Quarters. That's when I realized I'd misconstrued Mr. Heinemann's intentions. He wasn't endorsing what he depicted. He wanted to show that war brutalized soldiers as well as the civilians caught in their path. He was damning
0: the entire act. Right. And okay. you got to credit him for going back yeah, and giving, you know, wanting to learn, wanting to have that open mind.
1: And um, at, at the same time, also, to we, we can recognize that what he read as a young man so impacted on him that he decided, I will do better. Mm-hmm. I will become a writer. I will tell my right. stories or I will tell stories that better represent my people and then, as you said, in growing up to become that and going on working on a project, he goes back to reread right. that piece and found oh, oh, now, what if the book was no longer available
0: All right I'm not sure how how far he had to search to find it, and that kind of thing. you know uh, you would. You know, if you remember the article, maybe it was at the same library, maybe he had to dig for it, I don't know. Um, I want to credit, sure, that he took responsibility to see if he fully understood. And to maybe he went, maybe he went at it for all the wrong reasons. I'm going to hate read this book. But then his mind was open enough to say, wait, wait a second. My, however old, 22, 32 year old mind sees this in different contexts and let me be open to that um the banning of Mao's is not about the brutality of the nazis it's not it's not about oh my god my child shouldn't have to see this historical event represented in a softer way you know with mice and cats it wasn't that it wasn't you know i want them to see Shinless list i want them to know no, 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 no it it was um curse words and um nudity which seems to have universally been uh, been recognized for what it is you know uh let's talk about a, a friend of ours who went mm-hmm. through a similar situation mm-hmm. and here's a guy I mean beyond reproach. Right. No nudity, no
1: curse words in the books at all, right? Give give everybody a sense of what we're talking about here. We're talking about Mr. Monsieur Jerry Craft, and Greek, huh? the the first graphic novel that was published and is a major award winner. Mm-hmm. Uh first Newberry, first graphic novel to win a Newberry Awards, Coretta Cox King Award uh Coretta Scott King Award and others, uh called The New Kid. See, right. The the book is called The New Kid and the story is about uh, a young african-american boy who uh winds up going to school at a predominantly white um middle class uh... could you repeat that you froze up for a minute oh okay so the story the new kid is about an african-american boy who's living in harlem who winds up going to a predominantly white progressive private school in westchester uh not westchester i'm sorry in um kingsbridge in in in, uh, Riverdale
0: in in right, New York Riverdale. City right Riverdale northwest right. corner of the Bronx
1: right and and what his experiences are going there and is is there's no there's no you know there's no cursing there's no really objectionable racial slurs there's there's no violence in there it is just slice of life what it was like for this kid dealing with adjusting to making friends having bizarre things said you know all it, and it's humor. There's humor and there's it, all this. The book is is uh, 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 an appearance he was supposed to be making at a, uh, a school, as well as the book itself. Was suddenly uh, the the appearance was canceled, and the book was going to be taken out of the library or was taken. And out- what
0: location was that?
1: Um, I actually don't have the specific in front of me. So I, I can look that but up. But it was in the United States. In United the United States, States. These United States. Now, now, I will say that since then, the visit was, was rescheduled. And I believe the book is back. But it, it happened. It, it actually right. happened. And there's still some activity around trying to ban that book, as well as the sequel to it, which was called Class Act
0: and so let's let's investigate this let's yeah let's let's play devil's advocate oh god but, what could okay. potentially be offensive about this book what what is the one subject of the subject
1: matter here one of the uh quotes uh about that was that uh, they did not want the parents objected they did not want their children to have to experience feeling any kind of responsibility for slavery and the brutality of slavery or racial uh prejudice or anything like that they they didn't want their children to have to take on the quote-unquote guilt that um, they might feel from reading this book and realizing that this sort of thing happened you know now one this is assuming that all of the white kids who will ever pick up this book and read it will feel that i mean that's that's the first that's a big assumption if anything, aside from having a good read and seeing some characters that look like themselves and characters that don't, uh I think if anything they're gonna identify with being, you know, isolated because a lot of that's a universal theme. A lot of kids right. don't feel like they belong. A lot of kids are, are bullied or can't hang with the popular kids or are considered nerds or whatever. They're in the comic books, you know, what's wrong with you? Blah, 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 blah. I'm I'm clear that a good majority of kids are going to go there first. Secondly, yeah, they, they might become aware of some of the racial um, uh, prejudices that permeate our land. Well, gee, you know, that's not the only place they're going to hear about that. Right. (laughs) You know, I, it's, I'm sorry, it's in a number of books, a number of movies, a number of films, I mean, uh, TV shows uh, on the news. I mean, yo, right. So so this book well, is not the heralder of that, the only heralder of that information. Okay,
0: but let me move that, move the ball a little further. Okay, scribble, go ahead. Yeah. The one The yes, Jerry Craft's book was not the only one, but it it joins a pantheon of books that have been banned.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And if we look at those books, mm-hmm. They tend to be, they tend to create a pattern.
1: Mm-hmm. And the
0: pattern is there are characters or storylines that you don't, don't fit in don't. <laughs> to a very small uh narrow view of how America should be, how the world should be. And because they don't fit that little narrow mold, then they are offensive. They're not offensive, they remind people. Of what they fear they remind people of progress they stir in people latent or not latent very prevalent racism sexism um classism Mm -hmm. and i think the more you see these banned books and find the reasons why the more you see they're coming from the same or very similar mindset which is no to progress no to the idea of america you know i, I uh the idea of america is a central a central part of the divine comedian and it, the idea of america is that anybody of any background any religion any race any culture any uh economic level any education level anyone who prays to any god who would have them could come to this country and work hard and build a life that they dream they they could have if one that's the idea of america if one and these people there, are saying yeah no 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 that's for us not but, for you
1: yeah exactly because they very clearly it can be argued that that idea even starting with our forefathers did not include a number of groups of people starting with native americans and then well, running the running fact like of
0: america never lined up with the idea of america and that's why the idea of America is one of the best things that ever happened in this country. It hasn't become the realization of America. It hasn't become the fact of America. It hasn't become the truth of America yet. But every step of progress we've made. All right. All 12 maybe um, <laughs> has been because that idea resonates. That. Yeah, I want to have that idea. I want to have that level of freedom. I want to be treated like everybody else. What I tend to
1: say to my students, uh, again, when I, when I, I, I teach at this place where I'm fortunate that the students are not only from America, but they are also from other countries all over the planet. And I get to hear about circumstances, situations, cultures, and things other than this place, and they get to have some experience here. And I am often telling them, when you start writing your stories to work on in this, in this school, uh, do not forget where you come from. Do not forget your experiences. Do not wash those aside and try and write as if this is where you were born and raised. So Because who you are and what you are and what you believe and what you feel and what's important to you is absolutely the fuel from which your stories should come. You know, from, you know, it's where it's a lens that you're looking at the rest of the world through. So let us see through that lens, because only then can we as a people, we, the world, grow and and expand in our knowledge and our perception of things. Because otherwise, myopic is, is, a, is a key word. You know, I only live this. I only see this. So this must be the only thing that exists. And it's never been.
0: That's never been the truth. Now. Nope.
1: So as we can fighting. see yeah. as
0: we can see from the banning there are some people who feel they have a right to limit what people can see and what they can experience and what America is they they to me they are uh, violating that central tenant the idea of America by saying well wait 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 you're not allowed to be exposed to that thought or this thought let's flip the coin so if if we want to have these books not be banned where is there a line where do you draw the line
1: well you know ultimately i i don't feel like i'm in a position to dictate that but i will go back to the the quote that you read um Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll also, you know, and, and I will say, whereas, yeah, go out and read what it is that's being denied to you. So okay. you can come to your own informed decision. Now, that is a, that's kind of a wild, you know, sort of a, un, you know, unencumbered statement there. I mean, because there are some things out there, yeah, I wouldn't want my kids reading either. And just like with certain video games, certain violent video games when my kids were a certain age, I didn't want them playing those things because it was all out of context. How did you handle that? Uh, Well, as realistically as one could.
0: A, I talked
1: to them about it. I talked to them and explained what either myself or their mother felt about it. Um, We didn't let them do it here, understanding full well that if they went to a friend's house who had that, they might. So I had to give them again some form of context. We would right. talk did to you, them afterwards too. Right. Uh, did and,
0: you go to the school district or to no, a local I no. video and I, nor, store did, and say no, I, you can't have that no, on the show? No, no. We right, did
1: right. we did sometimes inform the parents of friends of theirs that we don't they're not allowed but, to play with this. Yeah, they're not allowed to do that. Right. But that and they and they you said things, your kids were not, yeah. not their kids. Right. And the other end of that too is talking to your kids about the stuff they do take in because Mm -hmm. you know you're banning a book that oh my goodness may have them thinking about slavery uh yeah but you're not preventing them from watching something where a serial killer is running loose in the neighborhood so uh are you talking to them about that you know how are they processing that information so if you know if you're concerned about how they're going to process slavery And discuss it with them if you're not in a position to
0: discuss it openly then it needs to be discussed in school because it happened true um but the point that i think i'm I'm trying to make is that you take that you took that responsibility as i did uh for what went on and how things were presented in your own home right you know?
1: Yeah, their um, mother and I we had our conversations with them and we tried to get help them to see at least where we were coming from and what we were concerned about. And yeah, uh I think again that is one place where parents have absolutely the right is with your own children, with your own family. Yeah. yeah. Um and again, because this is, you know, tell the damn story and, and this is about again for a lot of people about how this impacts on creatives. Right. Um, you know, you mentioned early at the beginning about some of the types of books that are being banned, whether it's about race or gender or or life. Lifestyle. Choice, lifestyle, life choice, you know, free uh, you know, religion, cultures. I know that when I was growing up, there were no overt books about transgender, about gay life, um, about, you know, really, in terms of my people about black people, there were the traditional Harriet Tubman, um, you know, George Washington Carver kind of things. And then through the 60s, you had this awakening that went on. But you know, there was there was not a balance of material that would help kids who were obviously going to be facing life differently than mom's apple pie. Right. there was no place for them to go and so to me again who you are as a writer and how you see the world and whatever your life choices are short of slaughtering people and sacrificing them to you know whatever and i i'm not i'm just going to say you know i'm not saying i'm not advocating violence and and, and atrocities i'm saying but you know if you if you I have a different it. yeah you know reflect this in your writing explore yeah. this in your writing make it available so that people can read this and get some sense of it. And I know one more thing I'll say about this. Um <laughs> and and it if you know one can say, oh well, you know, you're not worried about how your kids are going to deal with slavery because, you know, you're well, yeah. Well here's the other thing. Wait, I mean, wait, wait, what right? was the end of that sentence? Well, you're not worried about how your kids would have dealt with slavery because you want them to know you're slave because you're black. All right, okay. So my response to that is I'm not real thrilled with any of the material written by uh white supremacists and you know the KKK. Uh I am I am not a supporter of either of those groups. I understand that in a democracy they have a right to publish the crap. <laughs> I also have a right not to ingest it. Right. And and to speak out, you know in opposition to it. I have a right to protest in opposition to it. So I can say, yeah, whereas I might be in favor of um, Mao's and and New Kid and certain other books that represent either an aspect of my history, my people's history, or the lives and histories of people that I know. Um, I also know that there's some things that I wish would go away, you know, and they won't. And so I have to respect the balance. The same thing that allows me to do what I do, allows them to do that. And, you know, that's, that's a part of the dialogue. That's, that's a big part of that. So expressing these points of views through your writing, I get you're going to do. And then understand that then there's going to be the reaction in the public sector. And that's what we're going to have to deal with.
0: There, This is not banning but it's since you brought up, you know, that in your youth, in my youth, there may not have been um, a plethora of um, writers writing about uh, different uh, lives in America. Mm-hmm. You know, um, recently, I, I'm not sure if you want to call it a reboot, but an, a new version of West Side Story came out
1: ah yeah
0: and there was a lot of behind the scene talk right and i want to say it's spielberg but i I can't tell you for fact that that's who it was but he pointed out that the original west side story was done guys
1: say that again please
0: the original west side story was done by four gay guys was written produced the music and all that stuff and if you view that uh, piece of theater, and now film, of course, from the lens of four uh, gay men who could not express the pain they were living through, and you watch the story, yes, they did. They did it as sharks and jets, you know, uh, um, maria but the metaphors are there you know that society wouldn't let people be who they were is definitely there you know that hate overcame logic and overcame common decency is there and uh it just thrilled me that, oh, yeah, you can look at it in a different way. And I'm sure there are people in the communities who are like, yeah, we knew that for 40 years. <laughs> welcome <laughs> welcome to the party, guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but whatever opportunity there is to learn at any time, anywhere, at any age, gets us closer to the idea of America. That, you know, oh, wait a minute. no When, when these four uh, gay men wrote this, nobody died. You know, we we didn't suddenly uh, uh, crumble into uh, dust. It, you know, it's an expression. Take it, observe it, learn from it if you can, put it in your heart if you can, and move forward. And the, the same goes with every one of these books that they're banning, you know? Mm-hmm. They, they have yet, they have yet to ban Mein Kampf. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> Well, I think I think we've sort of uh
1: explored the point that we wanted yes. to with this and yes. that, that was that, you know, there's a danger to this. Um and and again I can understand uh parents' concerns about, you know, certain types of material that could be in some way, shape or form mm-hmm. uh disturbing to their children. And then I think there's reality. I think yeah. that there's a there's a level where you have to recognize if your own personal prejudices and that doesn't just mean race, but if your own personal prejudices or fears are dictating more than a reasonable level of concern over the material, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I, I think you, you know, we need to, as the adults, explore ourselves and check ourselves before we start turning around and knee-jerking to yeah. material, towards material, on material that yeah. our children
0: are uh exposed to and a a good rule of thumb is if anybody says this is how an entire community should behave that's a red flag you know (laughs) Uh, they start sounding like footloose and that's when you remember uncle stevie's word and go out and find that piece and read it Anyway, um again, you know, we'd love to hear, you
1: know, uh your, what are your so, thoughts? Yeah, what yeah. are your thoughts about it? Put it in the comments below or or write to us at our email address, which you'll also find uh where this is posted. Wherever episodes of Tell the Damn Story are posted, you'll find that. Yes. And what is uh, our email? Do
0: you remember what our email is? Sure
1: it's, it's uh T T D S on Air at gmail dot com. So there that's you know. tell the damn story, T T D S on right. air at gmail.com that's beautiful and we're also on instagram as tell the damn story you know because so that's pretty simple to find so come on. and we're on, come on and have a conversation yeah we're on facebook too as tell the damn
0: story see we're not being covert there you know no nope,
1: we're we're pretty out there yeah we're pretty transparent yeah we we are pretty out there too we're pretty bizarre we are pretty yes. out
0: there yeah i'm just taking a picture of us because
1: of how out there we are all right. fun, how out be, there we are all with, right be with us next time for the next thrilling episode of you know dun, 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 dun. tell the damn story
0: yeah all right take care always Chris. a pleasure alex you Thanks, got everybody. it buddy take care read band books